Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast is brought to you by Compassion International. For $38 a month, you can sponsor a child and release them from poverty. For more information, check out Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Release a child from poverty. Your sponsorship provides food, education, medical care, and vocational training. It's all done in Jesus' name. And like I said, $38 a month, the most trusted child development ministry in the world, allows you and I to make that difference in a child's life. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum and sponsor a child today. Today in the podcast, we welcome one of the best coaches in college sports right now, and she is Patty Gasso. Patty is the Oklahoma Sooners head softball coach. And as we tape this podcast earlier this week, on Tuesday, May 14th, Oklahoma's softball team has won 39 consecutive games. This year, 2019, they are 49-2. and they went 18-0 and in the Big 12, undefeated for a second consecutive year. They are on fire right now. They are the number one seed in the NCAA Division I Softball Championships, the tournament that's beginning this weekend. And Oklahoma is just the team to beat right now. Everybody's gunning for them. They are the team that everybody's looking at from the college softball world and looking at them as the example, as the, the top of the heap, if you will. Uh, And of course, anything can happen in sports and certainly in softball. But what an honor it is to have Patty Gasso be a part of this podcast. She's a four-time Women's College World Series champion. She joined Oklahoma as their softball coach in 1995, and she's reached 12 Women's College World Series. 12. Hoping for number 13 here in 2019. And this year, 2019, she's an Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame inductee as well, and a 12-time Big 12 Coach of the Year. It was awesome having Patty on the podcast. We talked a lot about this season and the success that they've had with Oklahoma thus far. But my favorite thing, and you could tell that Patty was excited about it too, was really diving into her faith and the reason why she coaches and her whole mindset of wanting to not just win softball games, which is great, But to do that, to help increase the platform that allows her to share her faith and to lead others to Christ. Very inspiring. I think you'll love this conversation. Take a listen to Patty Gasso, Oklahoma Sooners head softball coach here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Coach Gasso, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so good to talk to you. We're taping this May 14th, Oklahoma, the number one overall seed in the 2019 NCAA Division I Softball Championship. And it's been quite the year for you guys. 49-2 and two thus far, 39 consecutive wins, lots of great numbers there, and 18-0 in the Big 12 again for a second consecutive year. Let me just ask you, I guess, from a from a macro level about this team and, and why the success that you've been able to have this year has come to you guys. What has made this year so special for you th- thus far? You know, uh, I think just I, I put a lot of emphasis on our seniors. Um, we've got six. All of them have had significant experience from the time they stepped on campus. They were 
four of the six were starters right away. Mm. So they've been through a lot and they've been really great leaders, great examples, but they bought into who we are and what we, the way we go about things. And it's, it's called championship mindset. That's our mantra. We have bracelets with it. It's on t-shirts. It's just who we try to be trying to live on and off the field uh, like champions practice like it um, treat each other like that. It's not just in the way we play. It's just more of the character of people that we want to be. And um, I think they've exemplified how to do that to a T. So I give them a, a lot of credit for our success in grooming the young players, how to take over the reins when they leave. Is that something that you've seen through the many years that you've been coaching those really great teams, obviously having won women's college world series titles in the past, those really great teams. Is that kind of the similar mindset and how this tradition, this championship mindset that you described has continued? Yeah, I I do. I, I mean, since I got on campus, we've had that blue collar mentality and it started 25 years ago. That's just how Hmm. I was coaching back in the day when I got here for the first year. And it was called different things. It was called blue collar. It was called hardworking. And that's still who we are. But now with that comes championships. And, and again, it's not about winning trophies because we, they're such a competitive group that they are not what makes them so good too is that they're not afraid to lose and i think that's what makes them so good they're not afraid of failure they they know it comes with the territory they learn from it but it allows them to play free and it just everything that we do on the field just transforms into their everyday life and um, I think they know that, and it's kind of happened specifically around the 2012 season um, when I had big players like Kehlani Ricketts and Jessica Schultz and some really outstanding athletes who have learned it then. So it's just kind of carried down, but especially I'd say in the last 10 years, you feel, I feel it more than, than ever. They always say, Patty, that adversity is our greatest teacher and every team seems to go through some adversity. But on the outside, if I'm just on the outside looking in, when you win 39 in a row and go 49 and two, it would appear there isn't much adversity taking place. But for those that aren't with the club every day, can you talk about that a little bit? You said they're not afraid to lose and yet they really haven't lost much this year. But has there been an adversity moment or some kind of uh, just time this season when you've had to come together and maybe you saw it was an opportunity to learn even in the midst of all the winning that you've been able to do. And most definitely I, I, I would uh, tell anyone to think twice if they're looking from the outside, <laughs> looking in and going, wow, they just got it made. They're just, no, we've gone through um, some issues within the team. Um, it's, it's hard when you're dealing, I guess, whether you're de- I'm not a man, so I don't know exactly what goes on in the locker room, but right. 21 girls in one space <laughs> is tough, tough to manage even as a woman, because I, I know, 
uh, of those 21, probably 12 are getting significant, significant time and the others aren't. And maybe they believe that they should be. So the one thing that I would tell you that we are is very honest. And, you know, I just, and I try to get my team to do that as well, to be very honest about things. It's not like we're trying to hurt feelings, but we knit problems immediately and we talk about it as a team. And that's part of growth and it's part of turning girls into women is not being afraid to stand up for yourself, not being afraid to say the truth when it needs to be said because you're afraid it might hurt someone. It's hurting someone if you're not saying it mm. because it continues to go on. So we try to bring a very mature you know, my, my ultimate goal is turning girls into women. That That's really another phrase that we use a lot. Um, there's a few phrases that they know, but that's one <laughs> is uh, the championship mindset and stop living in your childish ways and surround yourself with, you know, learn how to be a woman, learn how to face challenges and don't back down to them. Is that something that's become more challenging for you over the past few years with the advent of technology and the, the sort of Instagram world that we live in? I have a daughter who's going to be 15 next month and plays softball and, and loves sports, but there's such a, uh, a lifestyle of approval, such a lifestyle of achievement, of being liked. And I just wonder for you, because you came in 25 years ago, none of this was here. Has, has that I guess, compounded what it's been like to coach these young women and trying to mold them from girls into women? Um, Most definitely. I uh, can tell you that I struggle with the technology world (laughs) figuratively. Like, I I don't know how to do a lot of the stuff that they do, (laughs) but I don't personally, I don't want to because I don't have enough time to see what other people are doing I need to see with my off time what my family's doing. Those are the things that I want to know about. Hmm. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not a teenager. I'm not in my twenties, thirties. I, what I do know is that I want our players to have the most self-confident, self-esteem feeling about themselves that they can get. Because if you don't, then looking at social media could be very, very damaging Mm. uh, to your soul and the way you feel and what people are saying about you and you're not good enough or why is it, you know, I, it's hard, I think on many of the young people today, it's great for understanding what's going on in the world. It's great for getting information but there's no filter on some of this and it it's really pretty brutal. So my goal is to make them as confident and self-relying and just, just not listening to what the naysayers have to say because they know better. And so that's the ultimate goal. That's what I'm, one of the things I'm trying to do with them is, not get caught up in believing some of the things that are on social media. Yeah. Patty Gasso is our guest here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. We talk about faith a lot on this podcast as well, and I know that's an important component in your life. Tell us about your 
your faith in the Lord and where that began. Maybe share a little bit of your testimony of when you were able to make Christ Lord of your life. Yeah, I, that's what I'd rather talk about right now. <laughs> Perfect. Let's talk. Because, yeah, because it's what uh, keeps me going, to be honest. Uh, my husband, I, we were from two, I was Catholic, he was Christian. We were trying to come together knowing that we need to be equally yoked in our beliefs and so forth. Sure. And um, a lot, I grew a lot in college. And um, finally, I, I'll tell you, I really had a hard time with understanding, um, you know, being born again. It just the whole thing kind of like, I don't understand this. And I kept trying to f- learn and well, you feel it, you'll know when it happens. And I just um, finally surrendered and I did feel it. I, I mean, it was an undeniable Holy Spirit experience. And where else would I be but on the softball field when <laughs> I hit me? It was amazing. And I was back at Long Beach City Junior College coaching, and I was actually coaching on the field in a third base coaching box. And I'll remember it for the rest of my life. It's just I felt the Holy Spirit say, like, I got you. Wow. Where you I I'm here. I'm here. The Lord has sent me for you. I'm here. I'm in I'm in your spirit. I've got you. And I felt that. And I remember going home and telling my husband, like, oh, I'm crying and just wanting to shout it from the rooftops. But also knowing that once that happens, uh, the enemy is saying, I'm not happy with this. So I'll come back to get you. And so there was a lot of um I don't know. I just people around me were not so faith based. And so I had to kind of change my life pretty significantly and and uh, surround myself with people who were like minded. Yet knowing that my I come to realize that winning is not what I'm on earth to do, not winning softball games, but the Lord has put it in my heart to win souls and do it in a way that. Um, is not forceful, but more trying to be the light for others through the way I live. I'm not obviously anywhere near being perfect, but I am honest. And I, when I do something or say something, I know I shouldn't, I apologize to the team. I want them to feel um, I don't know. I just want to kind of act through my spirit, bring other people to them that share their spirit as well. Um, but that has been, I don't need trophies. <laughs> that is the victories. Those are the victories to see. We started, um, I don't know, it's kind of a long story, but I started doing Bible studies at my house when I first got here at OU, about probably about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm started um, inviting players to come and maybe one or two would come and that's fine. And then another one would walk through the door and you're like, Oh my goodness. Oh wow. You know, it's just (laughs) kind of becoming growing, but there were a couple athletes who did not like that as it started to grow. And, and that is again, what biblically like the enemy, it says the enemy is going to come for you when you're doing good work. And So a couple athletes went to administration and said, we don't like this. And she's playing favorites. And 
I was devastated. Mm. And at that moment, I wanted to say, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And I knew that was part of what is supposed to happen, but it just made me, you know, the Lord came into my heart and said, you can't quit. Don't quit. Just let's find another way to do this. So that's when I reached out to FCA and found one of my great friends named Sarah Roberts, who uh, is phenomenal in leading young women. And she took over the Bible studies. And that is when things really started to move. And, um, since then, um, we haven't stopped. And now I'd say probably 80% of my team um, comes in for Sunday chapels before our games. They have their own Bible studies. It's not led by me at all. Right. I get in, I attend it, but they've taken it on. And it is <laughs> such an unbelievable joy to watch these players. Shane Knight and Sid Romero, Fale Avu, these seniors that I'm talking about, some of our freshmen, I mean, throughout our entire team. Now they're coming up with ideas of how to reach the community and and different things that we do within our game that the crowd is going, what does that mean? Why are they holding up three fingers? Well, biblically, we're talking about the three mighty men. Like our team will start sharing that and we're doing it at a softball game. We are sharing Christ at a softball game. No one knows it until they ask. Mm. And then they start reading. And it's it's just been um, like the Lord's plan. And he his timing is just unbelievable. The way he creates these things within our team that is being shared to thousands at, say, the College World Series and beyond and beyond. And in their interviews, how they share their heart and um, how they give the glory to God. It's just been what keeps me coaching. It's not I love competition, but this is what keeps me in the game Mm. without question. I love that. It's such a great story and a great testimony. But let me ask you, because. Obviously, you're a coach to all your players, and maybe not all of them are are, are having a, a strong faith in the Lord or have a deep walk with God or anything like that. So, talk to me about how you balance that because you have to. You want to. I should say you're living out your faith in wherever you are as a coach, as a mom, as a wife, as a as as a person. Your faith comes with you everywhere you go. But how do you not alienate anyone who may not be where you are or where some of the of their teammates are in their walk with the Lord. Talk about that balance. Cause that's sometimes that can be difficult. It is that that is a fine line. And when we talk about, I use the Bible really as a motivator for our team, just in the stories. And yeah. a lot of the times the stories that we're talking about, they don't even know it's coming out of the Bible until they'll ask, where did that come from? Where did you get that? What book did you get that from? <laughs> right. Where did that story come from? So I, I don't, you know, kind of present it like, okay, we're in Psalms verse. Yeah. You know, I don't say that until they ask, or I might write it on the bottom of something if I'm, you know, printing it out, but they, um, there is not an alienation because our team knows we can't do that as well, but they do um, embrace these guys. And 
everybody, I think for the most part, it's has stepped into that classroom for a chapel once or twice, but maybe they don't come all the time. But when they see the changes that are made within their team and their teammates, they, they're just curious to know more, but it's never forced. It's never, okay, listen to this. I got to preach to you. It's just, I'm motivating them like I read it out of a book, but those who know, know it's coming out of the Bible. So we try to make it comfortable for everybody. How does your faith impact the way that you coach on a daily basis? And maybe some of the, what I mean by that is how, you know, some of the ways that you stay fed in the Lord, because you're, you're pouring into others so much as a coach. I always like asking coach the coaches, these kind of questions, because as a believer, you're, you're pouring in your teaching, your coaching, your molding, you're mentoring all of these kids that you're responsible for, even your assistant coaches. How do you stay fed every day? How do you stay grounded in your faith? Um, I give all the credit to my husband mm. who is my leader in that way. And he feeds me every day with some kind of verse. If I know that I'm running out and I, you know, I'm hustling and I don't get any devotion time that I need. Um, he feeds me through readings or a text or a phone call. Um, he's the one that got this me started and he's the one that's continuing to grow me Mm -hmm. as well. So, and I know this is, and he holds, he holds me accountable too, which is hard sometimes, but it's it's true. I know about that marriage dynamic for sure, but this is also a family affair in a lot of ways for you having your, your two of your children, JT and DJ as assistant coaches. Tell me about that aspect of being a coach, being a believer too, but having your, Mm -hmm. your kids around with you on a daily basis like that. That's pretty awesome. You know? Yeah. I think again, this is just throughout my life and my life in coaching, I just feel God's divine timing. And when I was here, my kids, when I first got here, my kids were young and I was away a lot and that hurt. I was really, really struggling. And I, in 2013, I was about ready to say, I'm done. I just, I'm missing time with my kids Mm. and the Lord's timing. We won a national championship. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually not today. It was in the year 2000. Uh, that was our first national championship. So almost 20 years ago, wow. um, I was ready to walk away. Like, I can't do this. My kids are small. I, I'm being unfair. I'm not giving both sides enough time. And uh, We won the national championship. And the Lord's pretty much saying, you can do this. Just don't get caught up in one or the other, you, you can do this. So yeah. I talked to my kids, especially my oldest, who was maybe 12 at the time. And I told him that I was going to be done coaching. And the first thing he said was, well, does that mean we can't go to OU football games anymore? I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll probably move back to California. And he's like, don't do that. Mm. Don't do that. I'm like, what JT, I need to spend more time with you guys. I need to, you know, be your mom full time or, you know, as much as I can. And he said, you wouldn't be our mom if you didn't do what you love. And we're there with you. We're, we're at the fields. We're playing. We're around you. We're okay. 
I mean, he was 11 or 12 telling me this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I kept going, and I just think another God's divine timing is both my boys want wanted to go into coaching, so I brought JT on board first, and he has been absolutely crushing what he's doing. And then JT or DJ just got done with his baseball career and wanted to go into coaching, so. Where I was away from them, now I'm with them probably more than I would want <laughs> with them <laughs> yeah. 24-7. They're next to me in the dugout. We're sharing some awesome moments. Yeah. They're seeing what I do. They're seeing how to work with young women and what's important. Um, so I could not be more thrilled on how this has gone. But just knowing that it's God's timing and saying, you know, here's your reward. These guys are going to be with you mm. throughout part of your career. And that, and I have grandkids and they're at the field as well. So I am, <laughs> it, it is the best time ever. What are you called by your grandkids? What do they call you? I am Oma. Oma. They That's, can't, they okay. can't say it. It's a German, uh, German for grandma. Okay. But okay. They're not, they're not saying it yet, but hopefully <laughs> one day. Hopefully soon. That's right. <laughs> Last couple of questions here with Patty Gasso. We asked these are sort of generic questions, but the answers always fascinate me. The, the first question I'll ask is your definition of success. What is your definition of success? Cause a lot of viewpoints have many definitions of that, especially in the world mm -hmm. that we live in today. What's your definition of success? For me, success is that I have made some kind of difference in a player's life, um, both um, spiritually and maybe emotionally or, you know, through helping build their character, helping build them into confident, strong women, um, to me and what I do, that is what drives me. That is what, when I get that letter back 10 years later from a kid that says, here's a thousand dollars to put towards your diamond club. <laughs> but let me also tell you that, um, you know, you've helped make a difference in my life. You've led me, um, to womanhood and you've led me to become a believer. I mean, that is the ultimate award trophy, anything you could call it. That is what drives me. That's great. Last question, Patty, and thanks so much for your time. What is God teaching you right now? What are you learning from the Lord in the season of life that you're in today? Um, mainly trust, patience, um, let go of worry. Sometimes um, I get a little anxious or a little insecure and knowing that I'm not here to win games. I'm here to disciple, be one of the Lord's disciples and trying to help win souls. So mm -hmm. knowing that when I have that approach and we do win games, more people are paying attention. And when they pay attention, is when that door is open to grab some hearts and they don't even know that we're grabbing them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just more curious as to what raising your hands, the number three, uh, you know, those kinds of things. What does that mean? That opens the door. So 
it's just trusting God's lead, not trying to think I know how to do it because sometimes we all are, our ego gets in the way and we think we know better than the Lord's plan for us. And that's when we get burned. So I just, um, loving the journey. I'm trying to be as patient and trusting with no worry, being a good leader. Um, that's how I'm being led right now. Mm. She is Patty Gasso, Oklahoma Sooners head softball coach, getting ready to go to battle and try to win another championship, but doing some great things away from the field as well. And that's the most important thing. Patty, thanks so much for being here on the podcast and sharing your story. Wish you guys nothing but the best through the uh, postseason here. And I hope to catch up with you again down the road. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Many thanks to Patty Gasso, Oklahoma Sooners head softball coach, for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. She is a legend. And I love talking to Patty. And she was just so humble and so uh, willing to deflect the credit and point it back to God, which I loved, uh, certainly in the way that she coaches her players to do the same. And uh, I love that she talked about chapel and 80% of the team being in chapel on Sundays and her goal, her mindset, not winning championships, not winning games, but winning, helping to win souls for Christ. I mean, that's the ultimate and she gets that. And I love that, uh, that mindset. And I hope all the coaches listening, and I know we have a lot of coaches on all levels that are listening, truly heard what Patty was talking about here. Yes. The credit, uh, certainly on the field should go to her. And I'll say that uh, certainly being one of the great coaches of all time, but the winning off the field, that's where she's focused on. That's the definition of success, making that impact on someone's life. So many thanks to Patty. Give the Oklahoma softball team a follow on Twitter at OU softball, at OU underscore softball, at OU underscore softball. 39 consecutive wins as we tape this podcast, and they are going into the tournament at 49-2. and on a roll and it's going to be fun to watch and see if they can continue this role all the way to another national championship. And if they do win the national title this year in 2019, I'll go on the record and say it might be the greatest season in softball history. When you win that many games, 49 and two, 39 consecutive wins, and then take it all the way to a national title, man, that's the stuff that legends are made of. That's all time, all time. Great. So let's keep an eye on Oklahoma's softball team as they get ready to do battle this weekend in the NCAA tournament. And many thanks to Patty Gasso for joining us here on the podcast. We want to also thank Compassion International for sponsoring this podcast. Learn about Compassion. It is a wonderful ministry and an opportunity for you and I to make a difference in a child's life by sponsoring them. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum and sponsor a child today. Give us a follow over on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at sports underscore spectrum. Check out our website, sportsspectrum.com, where we have daily content every single day. we got a revamping of the website, too, coming pretty soon. I think you guys will really like the look of the new Sports Spectrum website and a chance for you to subscribe to our Sports Spectrum magazine, a magazine that's been around for 30-plus years, the pillar of what Sports Spectrum is all about comes from our magazine and it's available right now for you at just $18 for an entire year. 18 bucks gets you a subscription for an entire year to our quarterly Sports Spectrum magazine. Check it out. Subscribe today at sportsspectrum.com. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day.